Welcome to the Tony Talks Wealth Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you manage your money better, invest wisely, retire early, and grow your wealth for you and your family and live your best life. My name is Tony Thomas, Charter Financial Planner, Pension Specialist, and Money Coach. I've advised thousands of people over the last 30 years. I'm going to share with you real life stories and everything that you need to know to build a financially secure future and a great lifestyle. If you enjoy the podcast, then feel free to subscribe and leave a review. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Tory Talks Wealth Podcast. Lifetime Transfers. This is the last in the current series of estate planning episodes. And in essence, lifetime transfers is about giving away money from your estate to reduce your inheritance tax bill. In this episode, we are going to look at the key points of lifetime transfers. Inheritance tax exemptions can be achieved by means of making certain exempt transfers, which apply in a number of cases, including wedding gifts, life assurance premiums, gifts to your family and charitable giving. If appropriate, you can transfer some of your assets while you're alive. These are known as lifetime transfers. Whilst we are all free to do this whenever we want, it's important to be aware of the potential implications of such gifts and in particular with regards to inheritance tax. The two main types are potentially exempt transfers and chargeable lifetime transfers. So let's look at exempt transfers first. Potentially exempt transfers are lifetime gifts made directly to other individuals, which includes gifts to bear trusts. A similar lifetime gift made to most other types of trust is a charge of lifetime transfer. These rules apply to non-exempt transfers. For example, gifts to a spouse are fully exempt, so are not subject to inheritance tax. Where a potentially exempt transfer fails to satisfy the conditions to remain exempt because the person who made the gift died within seven years, its value will form part of their estate. Survivor for at least seven years, on the other hand, ensures full exemptions from inheritance tax. A chargeable lifetime transfer is not conditionally exempt from inheritance tax. For example, if it's covered by the nil rate band and the transfer survives at least seven years, it will not attract a tax liability, but it could still impact on other chargeable transfers. Next, let's look at the seven-year rule. Chargeable lifetime transfers that exceed the available nil rate band when they are made result in a lifetime inheritance tax liability. Failure to survive for seven years results in the value of the chargeable lifetime transfer being included in the estate. If the chargeable lifetime transfers are subject to further inheritance tax on death, a credit is given for any lifetime inheritance tax already paid. Following a gift to an individual or bear trust, there are two potential outcomes. One is survival for seven years or more and death before then. The former results in the potentially exempt transfer becoming fully exempt and no longer figuring in the inheritance tax assessment. In the other case, the amount transferred less any inheritance tax exemptions is notionally returned to the state, as if it wasn't made in the first place. Let's consider the tax consequences. Anyone utilising potentially exempt transfers for tax mitigation purposes therefore should consider the consequences of failing to survive for seven years. Such an assessment will involve balancing the likelihood of surviving for seven years against the tax consequences of death within that period. 
Failure to survive for the required seven-year period results in the full value of the potentially exempt transfers being notionally included within the estate. Survival beyond then means nothing is included. However, taper relief may reduce the inheritance tax liability on the failed potentially exempt transfers after the full value have been returned to the estate. What if earlier transfers have been made? Then the value of the potentially exempt transfers is never tapered. The recipient of the failed potentially exempt transfers is liable for the inheritance tax due on the gift itself and benefits from any taper relief. The inheritance tax due on the potentially exempt transfers is deducted from the total inheritance tax bill and the estate is liable for the balance. Lifetime transfers are dealt with in chronological order upon death. Earlier transfers are dealt with in priority to later ones, all of which are considered before the death estate. If a lifetime transfer is subject to inheritance tax because the nil rate band is not sufficient to cover it, the next step is to determine whether taper relief can reduce the tax bill for the recipient of the potentially exempt transfer. Also bear in mind there is a sliding scale. The amount of inheritance tax payable is not static over the seven years prior to death. Rather, it is reduced according to a sliding scale dependent on the passage of time from the giving of the gift to the individual's death. No relief is available if death is within three years of the transfer itself. For survival for between three and seven years, taper relief at the following rates are available. And it works like this. For example, in the first three years, there is no reduction. Then between three and four years, there's about 20% reduction. Four to five years, it's 40%. Five to six years, it's 60%. And between six and seven years, it's 80%. It's important to remember that taper relief only applies to the amount of tax the recipient pays on the value of the gift above the nil rate bands. The rest of the estate will be charged with the full rate of inheritance tax that is usually 40%. Next is who actually pays the tax? Well, the tax treatment of chargeable lifetime transfers has some similarities to potentially exempt transfers, but with a number of differences. When a chargeable lifetime transfer is made, it is assessed against the donor's nil rate band. If there is an excess above the nil rate band, it is taxed at 20% if the recipient pays the tax or 25% if the donor pays the tax. The same seven-year rule that applies to potentially exempt transfers then applies. Failure to survive the end of this period results in inheritance tax becoming due on the chargeable lifetime transfers payable by the recipient. The tax rate is usually 40%. The seven-year rules that apply to potentially exempt transfers and chargeable lifetime transfers could increase the inheritance tax bill for those who fail to survive for long enough after making the gift of capital. If inheritance tax is due in respect of failed potentially exempt transfers, it is payable by the recipient. If inheritance tax is due in respect of the chargeable lifetime transfer and death, it is payable by the trustees. Any remaining inheritance tax is payable by the estate. What about an appropriate trust? The inheritance tax difference can be calculated and covered by a level or decreasing term insurance policy written in an appropriate trust for the benefit of whoever will be affected by the inheritance tax liability and in order to keep the proceeds up to the settler's estate, which is more suitable and the level of cover required will depend very much on the circumstances. 
If the potentially exempt transfers or chargeable lifetime transfers are within the nilbit band, taper relief will not apply. However, this does not mean that no cover is required. Death within seven years will result in the full value of the transfer being included in the estate, with a knock-on effect that the other estate assets up to the value of the potentially exempt transfers or chargeable lifetime transfers could suffer tax that they would have avoided had the donor survived for the seven years. As a result, a seven-year level term policy could be the most appropriate type of policy in this situation. Any additional inheritance tax is payable by the state. So a trust for the benefit of the state legatees will normally be required. You can also consider a special form of gift intervivus, which is a life assurance policy that provides a lump sum to cover the potential inheritance tax liability. That could arise if the donor of a gift dies within seven years of making that gift. Where an inheritance tax liability continues after any potentially exempt transfers or charged with lifetime transfers are dropped out of the account, a whole-of-life cover written in trust should be considered for the remainder of the liability. So these are just a few of the things that we need to consider when looking at lifetime transfers. I hope you found this week's episode useful. And as always, please leave your comments on what you thought about this particular topic. And please let me know what topics you want covered next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find links to everything that we've discussed in the show notes. And if you'd like to know more about what I do or see more great money tips to build a secure and a happy lifestyle, then you can find all of these on my website, ttwealth.co.uk or my YouTube channel, TTWealth. If you want to work with me, then why not book a free 30-minute call to find out how. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also produce a bi-monthly newsletter, TTWealth News, which contains practical money tips that is free for you to download from my website. And if you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something that you've enjoyed and you think will benefit someone you know, then please do share with them. I'm sure they will appreciate it. So it's goodbye until next time. And remember, live for today, invest for tomorrow.